Open your ears and crack some beers. You are listening to episode 37 of Retro Hangover. again to the Retro Hangover Podcast, where we are scintillatingly simulating city shaming since stealing sayings superfluously, singing said statements sinfully, and sadly for citations. I'm your co-host, Chris Copeline, and I'm joined by your host, Shane, Dick Dragon Industrial Zone Koski. For episode 37 of the Retro Hangover Podcast. And don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, we are not big enough to start grooming groups for non-suitable for work websites for underage girls. How are you doing today, Shane? Damn, that is, I don't, I don't even know how to follow that. <laughs> no, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing great. You know, I, um, I'm not out there on Snapchat um, hitting up underage fans for, you know, the nudes. So I guess mm. I have that going for me. That's good. It's yeah. a good thing I've been told. Um, as far as, as far as the industrial zone, would you, would you, in your personal opinion, would you consider me a light industrial zone or a heavy industrial zone? It depends what you posted to Tumblr. Okay. I'm going to go with light then. Light, <laughs> light seems good. I think heavy is a is a dangerous thing to be right now. <laughs> mm. Oh my god! All right, so I feel like maybe we need to put a little context around that one. Um, so I, do, do you do you want to take that or do you want me to go with it? Um, well, considering this episode is going to come up, what like two or three weeks after all the like big commotion came about it, unless the dude's going it's to jail the, now. Oh yeah, the big hullabaloo. <laughs> the the big pro gamer. Uh, not pro game, well, I guess, yeah. Uh, big YouTuber, Pro Jared, who decided uh, he was going to announce his divorce publicly on Twitter and then the fallout afterwards where uh, I think this is the biggest, bigger thing for me anyway, where he was essentially allegedly uh, soliciting nude photos from underage fans for his Tumblr website. And uh, that's really disgusting. But you know what? At the same time, Twitter has made it absolutely hilarious. So why not pile on the man? Ah, but it doesn't even stop there. Oh, so, really? yeah, no, there. <laughs> but wait, there's more. <laughs> so um, not not that we tend to get into, you know, more current events scuttlebutt, as it were, in on this podcast. But this thing, if you're at all involved in the, you know, YouTube sort of gaming video community, I'm sure this has probably reached you in some fashion or another. Um, but uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, the, the the game Grumps, if you're familiar with them, fairly popular Let's Players out there now, uh, have been for a while. Uh, they were pretty close friends with Pro Jared, actually, to the, to the point where um, one of their compatriots, Ross uh, O'Donovan who was with the Game Grumps for quite a while. He, he isn't any longer, but he's still friends with them. Um, his wife, Holly, um, was on a D&D YouTube series with Pro Jared for quite some time. And in the midst of this fallout 
uh, of everybody kind of finding out that Jared has been soliciting nudes from people um, and sort of like leveraging his fan base for that, which is gross in and of itself. Uh, the the other major part of this is it's also become very apparent that um, Ross's now ex-wife was hooking up with Jared during quote-end-quote work trips um, while they were both still married because Jared uh, technically is, I believe, still married as of right now, although probably not for much longer. Uh, allegedly. Um, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Uh, but his wife has been, Jared's wife has been out on Twitter just blowing him and Holly the fuck up. And arguably with, you know, um, you know, reasonable cause. But yeah, this thing has just been a total fucking nightmare. And and it's sad too, because I don't know, Chris, if, if you did at all, but I I was subscribed to Pro Jared for quite a while. I, I mostly enjoyed his content. It wasn't I wasn't super into it, um, but he was entertaining enough that I would watch, you know, when he had new videos come out, but I hadn't watched any of his stuff lately, and I guess maybe this is why, because uh, from what I've heard, both the Game Grumps and the Normal Normal Boots Network that Pro Jared is a part of um, has had some awareness of all of this bullshit going on for a little while now, and they've been working to try to, like, legally get this settled and so when this all blew up on Twitter, they kind of finally came out with a statement and was just like, yeah, ProJar is not a part of this. We don't condone it. Um, we're, we're pulling him off of normal boots. We have no association with him anymore. And um, basically, like all the Game Grumps videos that involved ProJared have been taken down. And uh, basically, uh, they kind of ended this guy's career. And I can't really say that I feel bad about it because it seems kind of scummy. I mean, let's be straight. The man ruined his own career, and I, I know. Mean, yeah, he did. We, we've kind of we've kind of gotten away from talking about YouTube things. I know we did it in earlier episodes. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 the only reason we bring this up is, yeah, I was subscribed to Pro Jared for a long time too. I really loved his content. He was a YouTuber for, with over a million scribe with one million over one million subscribers. Not anymore, but um, I really loved his content. He was one of the reasons I got into retro games again. Um, cause I loved his videos. Um, I even watched from time to time his pro Jared play videos and it's really sad when you see a lot of these people who are in the retro gaming, uh, sphere of influence when it comes to content creation and you see these things happen. It's just, it's sad. It, it really is. Um, you wish you didn't have to see it, uh, but, you, but it's out there, you know, all, all of us people out there on the interwebs, the content creators, what we bring to you. You know, it shows that we're human too, and some people just have worse actions than others. Yeah, and and I would say, you know, maybe this is a a, a good time to um, tell. I'm going to go with maybe some of the younger folks out there, if you happen to be listening to this, that don't um, don't idolize or make people your role models just because they happen to be funny on the YouTubes. That's not really a good qualifier. Don't send nudes on the internet. Yeah, that's that's a good one too. I mean, well, if you just want general to, life advice, if you want to, by all means, I'm, do you right? Do whatever you're going to do. I just wouldn't advise it. Not not for me personally. Not something I do. No, and the funny thing is too is you know, given that he had you know he said like over a million YouTube subscribers or something like that. The the man lost like over a hundred thousand subscribers in a day when all of this blew up, which is. Interesting, because that's, you know, he lost the amount of what some people hope to achieve for subscribers in a single day. 
Uh, and, and I guess the last thing, because we should probably move on from this anyway, but the, the last yeah. thing I will say is that do not go out and start looking up his videos because of all of this going on, because all you're doing is giving him revenue. So in a way you're supporting him. So don't do that. If you want to support somebody, um, I would suggest supporting Ross, uh, because even though him and his ex have been broken up for a little while now, this has been affecting him personally, as I've seen him kind of coming out and saying some things on Twitter and he's, he's all around a pretty good guy. He's a good artist. Uh, so if you want to do something, Go out and support Ross O'Donovan. You can find him as Rubber Ross. Um, he does artwork. You can find him on Patreon. Um, go and support his work instead because he, out of all of this, he's honestly probably the only one that actually deserves it at this point. Okay. Um, the Drama Alert podcast is over. And yeah, your, are... your hot YouTube minute is now over. <laughs> I mean, we, we kind of dragged that hot YouTube minute out for seven minutes. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Time. Time is relative, Chris. It's fine. <laughs> okay. So in any case, Shane, what have you been up to in this um, short uh, two weeks, but not really? Uh, well, besides sitting back with a tub of popcorn and watching the, the gamer YouTube drama unfold, uh, I don't know, man. Not not a whole lot different, actually, as far as gaming goes. Um, I did pick up uh pokemon let's go eevee finally for my switch so i've been playing that uh i've been having a lot of fun with that one i was sort of motivated to do that just because i also play pokemon let's go and um there was there there's some interaction between the two where you can get some special items and stuff for transferring between the two games so i did that and and also uh well as of the time of this recording yesterday uh, they started a promotional thing at Target and also GameStop, even though they didn't really um, advertise that portion of it too much, that you could go out and get some promo items for the new Detective Pikachu movie. And in addition to that, if you scanned a QR code that was available at Target, you could get a shiny Pikachu or a shiny Eevee for your Let's Go game. So I did that. Um, and also, by the way, without any spoilers, Detective Pikachu was a lot of fun, and I recommend that you go see it. But yeah, man, outside of that, uh, not a whole lot different. Uh, I've got some time in on the some of the games that we're going to be talking about today, though, but I'll save that for later. So uh, so how about you, Chris? What, what have you been up to? Uh, so first of all, i got to agree with you. Detective Pikachu was a fantastic movie. Um, just great. I, I haven't seen Endgame yet, though, so shame on me. Nor have I seen Captain Marvel, uh, so shame on me again. And no, it's not because uh, of all the Captain Marvel haters out there. It's just because, well, I mean, I can get it later. So I don't know why I even brought that up. <laughs> that was dumb. In any case... Good um, talk. Good talk. Um, Detective Pikachu was amazing. We saw it. I saw it this morning with my boys uh, because at the time of this recording, it's Mother's Day and... Uh, my wife is pretty much just, just like, I want peace, get everyone out of the house. I'm like, okay, well, if you don't want to go see Detective Pikachu, <laughs> I'm taking the boys to go see Detective Pikachu. She's like, go away. I'm like, okay. So, um, that's no, a good gift. Not, not, not really like that, but I mean, it's emphasis for theatrics. Any case. Sure. <clears throat> yeah. I hope I don't get pro over this. Anyway, um, <laughs> a great movie. Uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, go see it. Um, what else have I been doing? Of course, I would continue to play Wild Arms 2, uh, which, again, uh, same thing as I said last week. Uh, peppering a little bit of a game called Galactic Attack. Getting back into that game. It's a shooter for the Saturn. Uh, a lot of fun there. Really good game. 
But in terms of uh, actual gameplay, not really much. Um, wrapped up a college course this week, so I get a week off until I get into another college course, as I pursue my degree, and it should be good. Um, and my uh, my Stein came in from our merch Heck store, yeah. and it's gorgeous. Yeah, those things are like I said, uh, they're they're really awesome. Um, if you've been if you follow us on Instagram or any of our social media, you've probably seen us kind of like pimping those things now yeah. but but it's with good reason i promise they're they're actually really cool and they're they're pretty high quality um i i've also got one of the uh three-quarter sleeve like baseball style t-shirts and i can vouch for them that they are in fact comfy and they fit really well so that's definitely a plus in fact if you if you if you get a t-shirt send pictures of you wearing those t-shirts just make them suitable for work please and um <laughs> Please, yeah, no don't, nudes. Please don't pro Jared our Instagram. <laughs> please, thank you. No nudes, <laughs> no nudes. And well, actually, no, 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 no. I'm not even going to think. Of, I'm not going to make a middle ground on this. No nudes. Yeah, no, um, don't. <laughs> there, there's no middle ground there. Don't, don't even go down that road. So, uh, uh, oh yeah, there's also a free video game day at uh, a local game store, Video Game Rescue, and that was great. I got Star Fox Adventures out of it. Uh, which was the GameCube game that my youngest well, picked. free seems like the right price for that game, so there you go. Well, I mean, I was always thinking about getting it. It was disc only. Uh, I nearly shit my pants mm. because on the side of it, so as for a GameCube game, I got Tetris, which I already had for the NES. It's like, okay, now I have co- two copies of Tetris, but I mean, it's free, and you know, uh-huh. I'm not going to complain. Uh, sure. My son got Nintendo DS game, uh, Lego Star Wars Complete Saga. We may already have that. Doesn't matter. It's free. Like it's cool. That's awesome. Like getting a complete in box Nintendo DS game is cool for free. And yeah. then my son gets a gets a box, and on the side of it says um, Ikaruga. And I almost had a <laughs> goddamn <laughs> heart attack. And I was like Ikaruga. I was like I, I was about to run in run into the store and just mouth kiss the owner. If it was actually Ikaruga, because I, I I would have shat my pants there, right so that see, in there. That, that's that's some quality Instagram content right there. Y- yes, and it wasn't Ikaruga, it was Star Fox Adventures, which is still cool to get as a free game. Uh, but it wasn't Ikaruga, and that's the end of that story. <laughs> that, that's, like, <laughs> that's like getting a package of Oreos and opening it up to find out that it's just a bunch of fucking Hydrox or some shit. Like <laughs> that's that's the worst. <laughs> I mean, it's still no. A you're right. It's game. free, so whatever, right? It's still Fine. a game, I think. I don't uh, know. Ish. Okay, so look look forward to our episode on Star Fox Adventures and how much it sucks ass. Have you played it before? Uh, I played a little bit. Okay, so now okay, it's not great. Now now we got to do an episode on it because we have do, done too many good games. Speaking yeah, that's true. Speaking of games, are are we all wrapped up for our adventures this week? Oh, what? Oh, are we? Is this a gaming podcast? Is that what we're talking well, about? Well, we have now? been talking about games, but the game du jour, so to well, speak. Well, shit. All right. I don't know, man. Like, what are we? What are we? What are we doing? What is this? What are we about here? Okay. So this week, we're talking about capturing pictures in SimCity and uploading them to your Tumblr. No, oh shit, wrong. Okay, <laughs> messed up the messed up. Time. We're talking about using the Game Boy camera to take photos of your genital. Wait, no, that's not it either. <laughs> We're stuck on this topic too much. Okay, no more discussions <laughs> about soliciting nude pictures over the internet or right. Yes, allegedly, no, none of, allegedly, none of that. allegedly, or allegedly yes. banging your friend's ex-wife. Uh, we're done. That's it. Yes. Also, not that. While you're married. Okay. Cool. 
All right. So this week we will be discussing SimCity, SimCity Classic. Oh, all right. Yes. There you go. Yeah. We that, finally that made it. has nothing to do with any pros or Jareds. All right. I just, like that. No, stop. <laughs> <laughs> we are done. Fine. Fine. Penis. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we're gonna be talking about not not just. I, I feel like we should clarify before we go into our our bit about the history that we're not necessarily going to be talking about just the original SimCity, but we want to talk a little bit about um, sort of the the mainline titles in the SimCity series. So yeah. that is not going to cover anything like Sim Ant or you know um, Sim Copter or any of those. We'll probably save those for another time. But this one we want to talk about SimCity 2000, 3004, and then the self-titled one later on. Um, but with that, I suppose I will let Chris uh, take this one away with a brief history of SimCity. landscape. There's nothing here. Maybe an ocean? Maybe some islands? Rivers, perhaps? The entire map is for you to create with your vision. Your legacy. Your city. You are the mayor, but you are so, so much more. SimCity has become ubiquitous with the idea of simulation games, setting a legacy of creation and destruction for the past 30 years. Inspired by his enjoyment of level editors for cityscapes in The Raid on Bungling Bay, in addition to a growing interest in city planning and a science fiction novel, Will Wright, the game's creator, developed SimCity in 1985 for the Commodore 64. SimCity would not find a publisher for four more years, however. Wright went to many publishers looking for a deal, including Brodervund, the company he was working for at the time. In 1988, a small company called Maxis agreed to publish the game, and on October 3, 1989, SimCity was released on the, the Amiga, Macintosh, IBM Computers, and the Commodore 64. SimCity was a major critical and commercial success, picking up a myriad of PC gaming awards in 1989 and selling over 1 million copies by 1992. The amount of ports the original SimCity would see onto various platforms would be astounding, including the Atari ST, the ZX Spectrum, and the Super Nintendo, the Super Nintendo version being developed and published by Nintendo under license from Maxis. It was even discovered recently that a port was to be made for the original Nintendo Entertainment System, only to be cancelled shortly before release. SimCity could be found everywhere. Soon after, spin-offs would surface in the form of SimEarth, SimAnt, and SimLife, which, while they have their fanbase, would never prove as popular as the game that spawned them. In 1993, SimCity would get a sequel in SimCity 2000 for the Macintosh, which would radically redesign the game's original concept. The perspective would be shifted from overhead to isometric. Elevation elements were added and more advanced structures were included for building. Tax rates could be set for individual zones. And of course, the graphics were drastically improved. The game also proved to be a commercial and critical success like its predecessor, seeing ports to DOS, Windows, the Super Nintendo, Game Boy Advance, the Sega Saturn, Sony PlayStation, and in Japan, 
the Nintendo 64, which would additionally get an expansion pack with the N64DD. SimCity's success would eventually lead to Maxis being acquired by Electronic Arts in 1997, with more sequels to follow. SimCity 3000 would release in 1999, again to critical acclaim and commercial success, with SimCity 4 coming out in 2003. While SimCity 4 would still see relative critical acclaim, it wouldn't receive the same praise that its predecessors had garnered in the past, nor the sales rates. It wasn't until 2013 that SimCity would receive another true sequel, but this time it would be disastrous. By this time, EA had long established its reputation as being a greedy monolith with a reputation for dissolving heralded developers and had gobbled up in the past for underperforming due to their unreasonable demands and expectations. SimCity 2013 would prove to be this result for Maxis, who still developed the game. SimCity was required to be online 24-7 due to DRM requirements, which by 2013 wasn't a big deal if you were online, however, even if it was a shitty one to include DRM requirements. However, when the game launched, no one could connect to the game's servers, making SimCity 2013 literally unplayable and broken. It was a public relations nightmare. Eventually, EA patched all the bugs, figured out all the problems, and the game paint came back online, but the damage was already done. Before release, the game had received critical acclaim as a return to form. However, the post-re-situation was so awful that many publications changed their scores and reviews to reflect how it came out in the state that it did, with many scores going below subpar levels. SimCity 2013 never fully recovered, and in 2015, the original publishers of SimCity, the name brand, was dissolved by EA. And that is your brief history of SimCity. Well, thank you, Chris. That uh, leaves us on a very depressing note for that one. And I, and of course, you know, there's no bias whatsoever in our assessment of how EA handles the uh, studios that they purchase at all. <laughs> I am a games journalist with no bias. That's yes, not true. This is purely objective. Yes. EA, e- EA sucks. They, well, I would say they're they're the worst, but I feel like we've already said that somebody else claims that title, so, you know. You know, you know it could be Konami, Ubisoft, uh, Activision. They're, they're, all, they're all shit. <laughs> the choices are endless. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, so, so SimCity. Yes. Um, I don't know about you, but... I I personally never had any experience with the original. Did you ever play that one at all? Yes. Okay. Well, um, well, do tell because I came to it a little bit later. So so we'll get so um we'll just talk about our experience first of all just in general with SimCity as a series how we got introduced to it. Mine was actually with yeah. the first SimCity and it was on an Apple Macintosh. So ah, okay. <clears throat> as I've said in the past uh when when I was a a, a youngling um, a, a pet human myself, I had an Apple Macintosh that my dad got for me and he had SimCity on it and it was the original SimCity. Uh, it was the color version, not the monochrome version because, you know, my computer had a color monitor. So that was the original version of SimCity I played. I was absolutely terrible at it. I would use all the cheats I could to give myself unlimited money. And when I got bored, I'd just destroy my city with Godzilla or something. And it would always be Chris Phil right. because I wasn't 
old enough to have like Dickville or Penisville or something like that. Something I probably would have named it if I was thirteen or something. But um, <laughs> Jared Town. We're done with Jared. <laughs> Jared is done. It is over. <laughs> Go on. Anyway, uh, but yeah, I absolutely loved uh, the first SimCity, and not too long after that, uh, one of my neighbor friends had SimCity 2000, and uh, that game is infinitely better, but I still only had the original SimCity. So, I love SimCity as as a game, it's just kind of a time waster. Uh, very difficult if you don't care much about city planning and just want to make things look nice, but it's it's a, uh, that's my experience. It was on the Macintosh, and it was... Um, one of the very first games that introduced me to just PC gaming as a whole. I mean, that not didn't get me onto PC gaming, but it really was something I played on my PC. And I didn't really have a lot of that at the time. It was mostly consoles because I was like six, seven. So it wasn't like that watershed moment with Diablo so I can stay consistent with my stories of PC gaming here. But it was just something that made me realize that, yeah, there were games on the PC I could enjoy. Hmm. Yeah, see, so I actually, honestly, even to this day, I have no exposure whatsoever to the original SimCity. Um, truth be told, I didn't even know that it was that there was a game that was a top view one. I always thought the series was isometric. Mm. <laughs> so that that's... That's where I was coming from. So my my experience with it kind of skipped ahead a little bit to where um, I was first introduced to the series via SimCity 2000. Uh, that's then that's because I feel like at that time in, in like sort of the mid to late 90s, I guess um, the school districts decided that there was like a handful of PC game titles that were acceptable to have in a school setting. And that happened to be one of them. Um, so my memories of SimCity 2000 are from, you know, something like somewhere between like third and fifth or sixth grade, probably. Um, there we, you know, our schools had computer labs and we had SimCity 2000 available, um, as well as Lemmings, which I think we'll, we'll probably end up talking about that at some point too. Cause that, that one's sort of a classic in its own right. I'll have to um, play it first. <laughs> well, there you go. See, maybe, maybe I might have more to say about that one, but, um, <laughs> but that, that was, yeah. So uh, for me, like my association with SimCity is largely, a, um, kind of tied to SimCity 2000 and, and my feelings around that are mostly like, it was a lot of fun because it was something that I could do during school that wasn't schoolwork. <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, and, and like you, I totally sucked at it. I, I'm sure I did. Like, cause going back and playing it now, like I have, um, the SimCity 2000 version, the DOS version that's available on good old games. Um, I have that installed and I was playing around with that prior to us recording this episode. And, um, I forgot how complex that game actually is. And so, so going back to that now, I'm thinking like, you know what? I'm pretty sure that when I was, you know, whatever, fucking like eight or something playing SimCity 2000, I probably had no idea what I was doing. I, I, one of the few things I do remember, and I think this is probably universal for just about anybody that's played these games, is that at some point you just say, fuck it. And then just throw like all the disasters at your city just to watch it burn to the ground. <laughs> cause, cause that's definitely what I did. Like as I long as you, as, as long as you have Godzilla, in there. it has to be Godzilla. 
See, I don't even know if Godzilla was an option in 2000. I know you could have an alien invasion and like a typhoon and earthquakes yeah. and like firestorms, but I don't know if Godzilla was in that one or not. It's, it's just probably because I'm the most fa- one. The one I'm most familiar with is the original SimCity, and yeah, yeah it, I acknowledge that SimCity 2000 is a better game. It has more options. You can do more things. It uh, has the elevation control. Uh, I think it even has like a map editor. And I'm, I can't remember if the original SimCity did or not, or just kind of randomized and you had to pick the map. But there's a lot better to it. But in, in many ways, I actually appreciate the original SimCity's simplicity more mm-hmm. than SimCity 2000. It's something I can just sit down and play. I don't have to think too hard. It's not like I don't like complicated games, because I can get lost forever in a game like Civilization or uh, Rome Total War, or any of the Total War sure. games. But SimCity is just one of those things. I just want to plop down a square and build a sports stadium and then cause tornadoes. Uh, yeah, you know, and, and so it's funny, too, because I feel like SimCity sort of, you could make some sort of statement about just humanity as a whole in that I think uh, a lot of the Sims games just in general, I, I think a lot of us will tend to get really kind of involved in the minutia of, you know, the the simulation aspect of it. Of course, in this particular series, we're talking about city building. In some of the other ones, you're talking about families, if you're talking about The Sims. But, with you know, so you kind of get into that. But then at some point, most, if not all of us, um, kind of just reach a point, I feel like, where we just, we can't ignore that urge any longer. Where we're just like, all right, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm gonna save this. I'm gonna save my city, you know, save that file. And uh, then I kind of want to just blow it up. And and I don't know if that's some sort of catharsis or if we just get bored or whatever it is. But every single person, and I suppose, you know, you could say every single child, because I was a child at that point, every single child that I knew who was playing SimCity, every single city eventually ends up that way. Um, And I don't don't know. Maybe it's just because we got bored at some point. But um, yeah, so... 2000 was a big part of it for me. I played a little bit of 3000 as well, um, but not nearly as much. And at least for me, um, I know I kind of fell off of the series after that. And part of that is because, and you know this, Chris, and I think if anybody's you know been listening to us for a while, you probably also have an idea that I am not necessarily huge into strategy style games, um, like you know whether it's. Uh, XCOM or like StarCraft or Command and Conquer or or any of that. I'm it just doesn't it's not really my thing. Like I played some StarCraft quite a bit actually back in the day, but I ended up messing around with this the map editor more than anything. So with a city building simulation like the SimCity series is, it never really held my attention for that long. Um so I I didn't really play 4 or the the newest one in 2013 at all. Um, did you have any experience with the other titles in the series at all, Chris? I mean, I haven't really had any experience with much um, beyond SimCity 2000. I played SimCity 4 for a little bit because I got it on a sale on Steam. I think that was slightly after SimCity Abortion. I mean, the new SimCity came out. And, <laughs> um, it was terrible that they had these sales on these SimCity games in the past. So I picked up SimCity 4 and I had some fun with it. But I just didn't see any reason to really play SimCity beyond SimCity 2000. I really mm-hmm. think SimCity 2000 was 
SimCity perfected. You didn't really need to do much beyond that SimCity because it was still sort of a, it was a video game still. In its essence, it was still a video game. And I'm not saying SimCity 3000 or SimCity 4 weren't. I didn't even know SimCity 3000 even came out when it did. Uh, when, it, when it come out again, like in uh, 1999. Mm-hmm. And one of the main reasons, of course, is during that time, if you're a console gamer, PC gaming didn't exist for the most part. I'm not saying PC gaming didn't exist at all. What I'm saying is there was a very firm divide in the late 90s, early 2000s between PC gaming and uh, console gaming. So if you were a console gamer, you just didn't really know what was going on in the PC games at the time unless you were like really, really hardcore into PC gaming. At least that was how it was for me and a lot of people I've talked to. So SimCity 3000 and SimCity 4, they never really crossed my radar. And I would, I don't think the new SimCity back in, what, 2013 would have even gotten my attention if it wasn't for how disastrous the release was. Uh, And that's just because SimCity 2000 was it. Yeah, I mean, so, and and I think part of what contributes to that as well is um, because the SimCity games were built first and foremost as PC titles, uh, they did not translate to console well at all. Um, there, there were a number of console ports, as Chris mentioned in the history, but um, none of them fared nearly as well as their PC counterparts, and and really with good reason, uh, just because the interface is is very hard to translate over to a controller. Uh, you know, a notable um, entry. It, it, you know, talking about that would be like the Super Nintendo version of SimCity two thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, that gone, that one got knocked pretty hard. I think Famitsu gave it like a five or six out of 10 and just saying that, you know, sure. The game itself is probably solid, but it's super awkward to control. Um, so yeah, I, I guess if you were coming at it from a, a console perspective, it was probably like, uh, okay, well, I don't know what everybody sees in this because it seems kind of crappy. And, you know, if you're not going to be playing it on PC, then you're not really getting the best experience. Um, I guess moving moving up to that 2013 release because that's sort of the the giant horrendous elephant in the room as far as the SimCity franchise goes, and, and actually up until this point has, as far as I know, pretty much killed that franchise outright because I don't think there's really been much else that's been done with it since then. Um, and I could be wrong about that. Maybe there's some random mobile game, but. Um, there was a lot that went on with that one. And and actually, just like you, that's the only reason I had any sort of awareness of it was just because of the negative press that it was getting. And I do distinctly remember when this happened, um, and which is also crazy that that was like, what, six years ago now? Six years um, ago, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have lost all concept of time at this point. But um, but yeah, it was really rough because there were a lot of people that were kind of in our age bracket, right? Because uh, SimCity 2000, that franchise was really hitting its stride, as I you know, said, right around the time where a lot of us were uh, in just the kind of right um, age category to kind of you know have some sort of nostalgia for it. And so a lot of people around our age were excited that this was coming back. We're like, oh, damn, you know, we're finally getting a true – SimCity, you know, sequel. Um, this is awesome. And, you know, we'll have updated modern graphics and we'll probably have improvements to the UI and we'll get some new cool shit, you know. And 
it really wasn't any of that. I mean, sure, you know, the graphics were better and what have you, but the thing kind of hamstrung itself in a lot of the same way that the initial release of Diablo 3 did, which was yet another one that um, I feel personally attacked by <laughs> and <laughs> and pissed me the fuck off. Uh, I remember was, that. Yeah, what well, was the the always online requirement? which was defended by, you know, the makers of these games as, you know, being, well, it's, it's necessary, you know, it's an integral part of, of the game and, you know, we can't remove it, you know, it's just, it's part of how it functions and, and, it, and, you know, it provides the, the users with, you know, enhanced functionality, you know, you include the, the social aspects and, and, it, and in terms of SimCity, uh, 2013, they had gone so far as to try to claim that uh, the the always online DRM, which is really all it was, uh, was required because portions of your city were purportedly stored in the cloud, and the processing power for you know generating your cities and, and some of the assets of the game were supposedly uh cloud based which after some investigative journalism on the behalf of uh outlets like rock paper shotgun for example they found out that that was actually just total bullshit um and then you know the the spokespeople for for EA uh miraculously decided to come around after that and change their narrative and say oh well you know that's that's not really the case and it's more about the social features and blah 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 but that whole always online DRM thing that was kind of hitting its peak at that time, I think, um, really just kind of destroyed that game. Oh, SimCity. I mean, the, the, the whole entire DRM thing absolutely destroyed SimCity. I just think it's because the Diablo crowd was used to the game being online. You know, they had Battle.net with Diablo 1 Diablo 2. And I'm, I'm still surprised Diablo 3 recovered. But I think that's just because they the Blizzard got smart fast, and it wasn't. It, I think there was just down for like one day, right? On you mean on on release? Yeah. Um. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't down it, for very it was long. Like, it was. It was like a couple days at at most. But I mean, I, I mean, for for the record, uh, as a Diablo fan for most of my life, I will say that we still weren't expecting that. Like, yes, we had Battle.net, but you could play Diablo and Diablo 2 single player offline whenever the fuck you wanted. So no, right, being, right, being right. restricted to being online all the time was still horseshit. And if you if you like look nowadays, you realize that that doesn't happen for a lot of games anymore just because of examples like that. Right. Um, you don't see always online DRM pushed as heavily as it was back in 2013, 2014, and so on. That was really <clears throat> a mistake of the time by a lot of the developers. But even so, like, Diablo recovered pretty quickly from that. Whereas SimCity, like, people liked the franchise, but the thing is, is the evolution of the franchise wasn't that big of a deal. Like I said, even though with Diablo, you can say they really got it right with Diablo 2, I think there was still enough in Diablo 3 to be like, this is different, you know, there's a different story. Because it's a story-driven game. It's a story-driven narrative. It's There's there's more to it than just running around but, and grabbing loot. But, where, but, but the what? story in Diablo 3 is terrible. Well, it doesn't doesn't matter. You can always look up the story on your phone because you have a phone. In any case, God damn it. <laughs> in any case, SimCity has no story. You're just building a city. 
So if you had found the best way to build a, si- a city in SimCity 1 or 2000 or 3000 or 4 and you went logged on to SimCity and you're like, I'm about to get my, not nostalgia fix, but a new game to satisfy my nostalgia fix about SimCity. And you log on and you can't log on. And you're like, well, I can't play this game at all. Huh. I can get SimCity 2000 or 3000 or 4000 or whatever I played before, SimCity Classic, and I can only pay nothing or I could, you know, just pay five bucks. And here I am. I'm playing the game. I remember I'm getting my fix. So I feel like what you're saying is that like the SimCity 2013 or or maybe just SimCity as as the genre of city building, city building simulator in general hadn't evolved enough by that time to really justify the new game. Is that what you're kind of getting at? What I'm saying is that it evolved to the point it was at. I mean, what, how much more did you need it to evolve after SimCity 4? Oh, right. So that's what I mean, is that like yeah. you're saying that 2000, more or less, was kind of like, okay, we've kind of hit the peak of what a city building simulator is, so anything past this isn't really giving you enough of a value prospect to like really bother with it. Right. I, I want to yeah. say, you know, not being a huge SimCity 3000 or 4000 fan, or 4 fan, uh, or really getting into the intricacies of it, like SimCity 2000, in my view, was the apex of city building and simulating games. You mm-hmm. know, without without just being a full on blown simulation, which you know you always try to make games to appeal to the masses. And so I think SimCity balanced it. SimCity 2000 balanced it out very well. Uh, and again, like I said, I don't have a lot of time at 3000 or four. But if SimCity 2013 didn't work, I knew I had games to go back to, and I didn't need SimCity 2013. Whereas like Diablo 3 doesn't work, well, I still want to play the new Diablo because there's going to be different things about it, like radically different things from some, than from Diablo 2. Because every single time I start a new city in SimCity, it's always different. And with like Diablo 2, okay, I have the general understanding of what this game is going to be every single time I play it. And Diablo 3 is still going to be a different experience than from Diablo 2. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm still... It, SimCity, I'm building a city... And I understand Diablo 3, I'm going through a dungeon just like Diablo 2, but it's, it's going to be variants. And I haven't played Diablo 3, so I know I'm kind of talking out my ass here. But it's going to be a different experience <laughs> no, no, than Diablo No, go on, 2. Chris. Tell me more about Diablo 3. <laughs> it's just a general, like, kind of a, a sequel idea, right? Like, I know Final Fantasy 15 is a radically different game than, than Final Fantasy 10. It's, it's a much different game. So if I can't play Final Fantasy 15... For the first three days, because I can't connect online, well, I'm still going. I'm willing to give Final Fantasy 15 a chance because it has new characters, it has a new plot, it has new environments, it has new cities. Maybe you know every, everything's going to be different eventually when I get to play it. At the end of the day, SimCity, I'm still building a fucking city, and I can do that in four, three thousand, two thousand, or the original. Yeah, no, I know, I, I know what you're getting at, and, and yeah, to, I guess to to a certain degree. Diablo 3 does offer enough different that, yeah, if if it's unavailable or, or what have you, that you might not get the same thing from going back and playing the older titles, although without this turning into uh, an honorary Diablo episode, I, I would say that a lot of people just decided to go back and replay Diablo 2 for like the thousandth time because it can be argued that that's a... a more polished and and solid title than three even though and that's coming from someone who has put 
like over a thousand hours into Diablo three and I really do like Jesus. it, but there is something to be said for D two. But anyway, I digress. Um, I must I must get to your point though, that you said no console yeah. adaptations about SimCity worked. There is a pretty substantial following for SimCity for the Super Nintendo. That's there are a lot of people who like me. that game. But why why is that? Do you know why? Because that seems really odd to me. Well, like I like I said in the brief history, it was a game that was developed and published by Nintendo. It was just licensed by Maxis. Mm-hmm. So it Nintendo does a very good job of making games. I don't know if you know this. But Nintendo uh, Yeah, I was not aware. <laughs> I thought they made playing cards. <laughs> yeah, well it. they 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 did. They I I yeah. guess that didn't work out for them. But <laughs> but they they make a they they Nintendoized it, right? They was Mario in it. Uh, I don't think so. But Bowser was. was oh, he was he a disaster? Yes, he was Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, okay, that that makes sense. So, like, people like the Nintendo version of SimCity, and I think you look at the original SimCity, and I think you do have a game that can translate well to a D pad. You don't need the mouse too much because if you just go by like a grid based kind of square movement. You can make a a much better game than you can with like SimCity 2000 or the other ones. And like SimCity 2000 didn't get completely destroyed when it went to the Saturn or the PlayStation. The Saturn version being better, um, at least how it was reviewed and and the things that came with the game. But of course, by that point, people didn't want those kind of games on their consoles at all. I think SimCity for the Super Nintendo is more of an anomaly than anything, but it does have its base and is considered to be a decent game. Yeah, I mean, and and that's fair. Yeah, and, and the grid-based thing, I think, is what's really important there because, you know, if it's more of just open-ended, you know, navigation like the PC version of SimCity 2000 or something, for example – um, that's a lot harder to do with a D-pad. And so I suppose that's probably why a lot of those maybe didn't get as well of a reception. I mean, also arguably a number of those ports, and this is something that was fairly common at the time anyway, we've got, luckily we have more parity now, um, between, you know, current generation consoles and your average PC, uh, as far as gaming horsepower is concerned. Um, but back then I think the divide was a little bit bigger and so in a lot of cases those ports uh ended up being sort of pared down versions and then and, and on top of that you also get somewhere you had like you know a SimCity port to um like a mobile you know console like a, a you know a ds or what have you and and that you know of course then you have to cut a lot of corners there as well so i can kind of see you know where i guess the overall uh perception of those came from um, so I have a question for you that's that's related to the game, but not necessarily related to the porting stuff we've been talking about. But it's something that's been kind of bugging me. And I'm curious what your thoughts are on it. Okay. So when I went back and played it um, in the past few days, uh, and it, I mean SimCity 2000 specifically, the thing that I found weird, and it's something that my brain did not register as something that I did when I was younger playing this game, but obviously I must have, I must have, um, was the concept of the different types of zones, like the industrial zone, the residential zone, commercial zone, and the fact that you, you know, basically you start a city by plopping down a, a source of power, probably a, a coal plant, 
and then you know dropping zones around it and then running power to those and then just kind of letting them build themselves up yeah. that for whatever reason threw me right the fuck off for like a good 20 minutes I luckily the the good old games version of this comes with a, a PDF version of the original manual for 2000 so I went and actually looked in there to find out what the fuck I was supposed to be doing. Because for some reason in my head, I thought that I went, I was supposed to go and build individual buildings. Like if I wanted to build like a residential area, I would go and plop down actual houses. And that is not the case at all. <laughs> and I don't know if that's just a case of me, like just completely misremembering what I used to do with this game or or what but did was that just sort of like intrinsic for you or or was that sort of strange that like you didn't have the ability to put down like individual buildings with the exception of some of them like the police station and stuff like that no no i i, I could never figure out how to put down individual building individual buildings when it came to industrial or commercial or residential and i don't think you can i i think that's really a SimCity staple uh the other thing that <clears throat> is with SimCity is it's very much based off of uh, city planning. So mm -hmm. if you actually know what to do with city planning, you'll be successful in your cities. It's funny that we're talking about uh, pro Jared, of course. Um, but I thought we weren't talking uh, about that anymore. Well, it, 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 I, I know we're, we're not talking about <laughs> his current situation, but okay. um, I, th I think he had a good video. And I'm trying to remember where he's talking about how SimCity utilized city development very well, and it helped him. It helps make a city successful. And he was going into how he is. He would design a city based off of how uh, city planning is supposed to work. I think he's the one who made that video. Mm -hmm. And yeah, if you look at the history of it, well, where uh, Will Wright was like, "I want to have my game effectively simulate uh, smart city planning." Uh, you'll get that from that because I mean, most people who don't care, right? They're just going to go in there. They're going to plop down a bunch of residential. They're going to try and make their cities look pretty, of course, or how they like their cities to look they're not going to think like in the future when they're going to have traffic jams or how many lanes on their highways they're going to need to have and all that and this that and the other they're they're just going to put it down because you know this looks fun and before you know it you're out of money because you're not collecting enough taxes people are upset because there's too much traffic or there's too much crime or there's not enough jobs or you know whatever stupid reason they're going to be bothering you and you're looking at your city and you're just like, well, what do I do? You know, this looks good to me. I mean, this housing area is developing. They have a police station next to them. There's an industrial zone over here. I have enough power plants. But um, people just kind of throw things, and I, at least how I played it, is I would just kind of throw things on the map and be like, okay, fucking deal with it, people. I just <laughs> <laughs> start paying fucking taxes. And I could never figure out for the life of me what I was doing wrong. Um, because of course I don't think about city planning. I just want my city to thrive. But if you yeah. actually play it that way, you'll, you'll be successful. Yeah. Consequently, the same way that I'm sure a lot of the city planners decided to uh, lay out the, uh, city of Boston, Massachusetts, for example. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and you know, we, we love everybody from Boston. I feel like I should put that out there, but, <laughs> but no driving around Boston. that city is a fucking nightmare. Um, yeah. Hey, listen, man, the Bruins are in the playoffs right now. All right. Like it, B Boston is like at the forefront of my mind at the moment. So I didn't know um, that. I didn't know that Boston was in Maine or Canada. Uh, they are not, but they're the closest NHL team 
on the East Coast to that region. So, you know, and for the record, I'm not really a huge Bruins fan. I'm actually a Detroit Red Wings fan, but we've sucked since like 1998. So, That's not <laughs> so I, I, I got a eh, yes and no, but well, weren't you, weren't we'll, you closer we'll, to the Nordiques? Mm, okay. Well, you want to start, God, you want to talk about the Nordiques? That's going back, man. But <laughs> I'm surprised you're not nabs. All right. All right, everybody. This is now the uh, the NHL podcast. Uh, welcome. Let's talk about uh, you know the, the semifinals right now with Carolina Hurricanes and the Boston Bruins. We are the official uh, podcast of the NHL playoffs while talking about video games. That's right. Yeah. Actually, fuck it. Let's talk about NHL '96. That game on the Super Nintendo was fucking dope. Uh, if it's do, not for the Genesis, it doesn't matter. Uh, I heartily disagree. Anyway, we're talking about... Fun fact, if you shoot at the quarter of the net in NHL 96, you score like every fucking time. So I used to get like 40 goals in a game. So it's great because you can cheese it. Great. (laughs) Listen, like 12-year-old me thought that was amazing, all right? So shut up. Anyway, back to SimCity. I think if we're talking about the NHL playoffs, (laughs) we might be done talking about SimCity. Yeah, I mean, I guess. um, uh, Before we talk about whether SimCity is worth it, uh, briefly talk about very briefly. What is your favorite spinoff from the SimCity series? Oh, um, that's a good question. Probably, probably Sim Ant. Weirdly enough, that's a fun game. Yeah, I, I I remember playing that one over at a friend's house quite a bit, and um, you know, to some degree, kind of taking the same approach that we did to SimCity, where it's just like, uh, I don't know, man, build some fucking tunnels or something, and we'll see what happens, but. Uh, but I remember enjoying that one, so that would probably be my pick. And it also worked on the Super Nintendo. I thought it worked on Super Nintendo very well. Mm. That's where I play most of it. Mine's Sim Tower. Oh, there you go. That's a good one. I love Sim Tower. I, it's I don't know why it's so hard for me to find to play it. I I just I thoroughly enjoy Sim Tower. Oh, one more thing I want to bring up too. You were talking about mm. games approved in your uh like school computer room that you could play. Yeah. You know what we had in our computer learning center for our computer club that we had after school in middle school uh quake i don't know <laughs> syndicate really <laughs> yeah how'd, how'd yeah. that one get past uh, everybody <laughs> no one cared we had just a room full of <laughs> imax and there was syndicate in there so everyone was like yeah let's play syndicate when you shoot them the guys explode i'm like cool <laughs> Man, that's like, oh, God, would we, well, I think it was like fifth grade. We had, uh, our computer lab was all just Apple IIe's, and I remember, I'll have to look up the name of it. It might literally just be Labyrinth, but we had an Apple IIe game that was based on, like, the Minotaur and the Labyrinth from Mythology, uh, yeah. where you had to like make your way through this labyrinth and not get caught by the minotaur and like along the reason that it passed as educational software was because like you learned about like greek mythology in the process or whatever um that makes me also feel like we should do like an episode about like apple 2e games at some point but uh to your earlier point i <laughs> i feel i feel like we've reached the end of our SimCity discussion if we're just yes. going off on fucking tangents but uh as far as whether or not someone could go and have some have a good time with it today um i would say yeah it i will say though that from my own personal experience even being someone who played it back in the day uh it, it's got a little bit of a learning curve for sure uh, oh yeah particularly SimCity 2000. I mean, to Chris's point, the first one was probably a little bit more pick up and play, but if you were to go into like 2000 or 3000, 
uh, definitely take a look at the manual because I know I was, like I said, totally lost as to what I was supposed to do. Um, but once I kind of got the hang of it, I got things kind of, kind of going, but, but even then it's, um, it can be surprisingly difficult to, to be successful at that game. Mm. I would still say, uh, they're worth it. If you're going to look for the more complicated ones, of course, I would say probably the most recent ones, uh, 2013, because I'm assuming all the bugs are probably worked out with that by now. I guess that's not, is it worth it today? Because that game came out six years ago. It's because it should be considered to be a modern game. But mm. I, I would hope that would be the best version of SimCity since they went to the isometric view back with SimCity 2093. But I would still say the original SimCity, SimCity Classic, is a very easy pick-up-and-play game uh, that I think anyone can really get into. I think that that... that Damn sure there's a mobile version of it that you can just download and, and pick up and play, and it's easy. I don't know if there is a current mobile version. There was uh, an iOS version of the original SimCity that was out for a while, and then it got pulled down in 2011. So I don't know if there's an official one out there now. I'd have to look. But but on that on that note, yeah, it's it's still worth playing today. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. If for nothing else than just to kind of... I mean, it is like... At one time... Uh, in the late 90s and even in the early 2000s, I mean, several outlets out there rate SimCity and just the series as a whole as, like, you know, one of the greatest PC titles of, of all time. I would say SimCity is probably like the uh, Super Metroid of PC gaming. That That is a bold claim, but but I'll, I'll take that. I'm not saying it's as good as Super Metroid. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to get butthurt about that, get butthurt. But <laughs> I, it's I, not. <laughs> it, it's not the super. It's not there the super no Mario Tushy Brothers here. Of, okay. of, of fucking PC gaming, and it's still good today. So it's not the Sonic the Hedgehog version of PC gaming. So if you're looking for a solid experience that can drive people one way or another with this gameplay, and some people love it, and some people don't, then yes, it is the Super Metroid of PC gaming. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well. On that note, uh, I guess we'll wrap this thing up uh, for this time around. So um, this month, uh, if you listen to our previous episode, then you know that this month is particularly special for us as it is the 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 anniversary of, uh, what are we, four years now? Four, four years, years. That, that we have be, be, we have become a podcast and yes. we've been out there and, and about – um, so as a celebration of the, the birth of retro hangover, uh, last episode, we officially announced our merch store, which is out there and available. And, uh, as a sort of part du of our celebration for this month, uh, we also would like to announce that we have a Patreon available as well. Um, oh, what's that website? Ah, well, I am glad that you asked that, Chris. So... Oh. If uh, if you would like to go and and check out our Patreon and perhaps subscribe and uh, get some of the the cool patron benefits that we are offering, uh, then you can go to uh, bitly b i t dot l y slash r h patron so r h p a t r o n and uh, you can check that out. We've got, uh, I believe, four or five different tiers of patronage that you can subscribe to if you'd like. Uh, each one comes with its own set of benefits. And of course, the higher tiers get what all of the previous tiers get in addition to some uh, other cool perks and goodies and things like that. Um, I suppose one but thing no would nudes. be... 
Uh, yes, no, no nudes. And actually, well, there's you know, if you pay for the highest tier, we can guarantee no, that you no don't nudes. get any of those. <laughs> no, no, no. But um, no, like for example, uh, we intend on having a patron-only sort of uh, RSS feed for uh, some bonus podcast content. So, like some uh, bloopers and outtakes from our recording sessions and uh, some additional content that we intend on putting out for just patrons. So you'll have access to that, as well as uh, the uh, Retro Hangover Discord patron community. So you will get an invite to our Discord, and you can chat with other fans there as well, uh, and, and some other cool stuff too. So I, I invite you to go check it out. If you would like to support us, we would, of course, love that. Um, and uh, outside of that, I guess, uh, Chris, what else would you would you like to say about about stuff and possibly things. Uh, we're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, so we feel are. free to hop on there. Uh, we respond to almost all of our comments, and uh, we appreciate uh, everyone who follows us on there as well. So go ahead, swing by on a lot of those. If you're on Instagram, you're probably going to get replied to by Shane. Uh, Facebook, it could be either of us, and Twitter is a dumpster fire, but we'll look every <laughs> once in a while uh, to see what's going on on Twitter. Um, and that's all I got, Shane. Yeah. Um, and, and of course we are still, uh, doing our Sunday streams. So, um, uh, well, you obviously will have missed it by the time you hear this episode because we were recording on the same day, but, um, we will be out there on, on Sunday evening, uh, streaming some retro game or another. Uh, I still intend to finish Final Fantasy Adventure at some point, but I think we might take a hiatus from that for some Contra 3 action and see uh, if I can be as awesome at it on a laggy emulator as I am on the original hardware. Uh, spoilers, I'm probably not. But we'll see how that turns out. Uh, but other than Sounds that, good. yeah, man, I think that's about it. Sweet. So... Until next time, play with your joysticks and send them to people over 18.